Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I am Madison, and as always, I am joined by Jamie. That's me. <laughs> and for the third week in a row, we are going to be discussing Sense8. So this time we're talking about season two, episodes two through 11. Yes. <laughs> Um, we talked about the first episode last week, which was kind of a standalone special. And next week, probably, because um, I don't see us stopping this, <laughs> we're going to discuss the final episode of Sense8, which is like a two and a half hour kind of like finale. Yes. So we decided to kind of quarantine that one by itself in a whole separate podcast episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> first one, episodes two through 11 of season two. <laughs> yes. And so what are your reactions to the the majority of season two now um well first of all the new kathias character or actor definitely grew on me oh uh, good <laughs> i wasn't sure how i felt about him after the very first episode that we talked about last week because he was new yeah. but he really does like capture kathias i can't even like really remember the old one now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just him in my mind so that's a good thing yes <laughs> um I, I feel like I was more confused by what was happening in this season than I was in season one, almost. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, the storyline made more sense, but, like, for example, the yeah. last episode, like, how everybody kind of got to where they were supposed to be going and, like, what was happening was very confusing, but... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there wasn't enough time put into explaining how people traveled all around the world and ended up where they were supposed to be for this, you know, to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We kind of, I guess maybe it was for the suspense and surprise of it all, but like we didn't have any scenes of them like meeting up at someone's place to be like, no. okay, we're going, we're doing this now. Like we didn't even get to see them all meet in person for the first time. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of sad, but. Yeah, we it, it's kind of like it, I will say that in the finale, we'll see more, you know, well, majority cluster interactions, which is kind of fun, like in person. Um, but it's kind of cool that we at least get a couple snippets of like, you know, I, for example, in, in the very end, when everyone's in the um, the BPO van, like driving off. And, yeah. uh, you know, they kind of remove their masks and stuff. You can kind of see Amanita looking around at all of them like, oh, my God. Like, they're all actually real and they're here. <laughs> no, he's not crazy. <laughs> right. These are real people. Yeah. And then it's kind of fun that they each kind of, like, split off to do their own, like, part of the, you know, kidnapping, essentially. Yeah. Were they, okay, so were all eight of them there then at the end? It didn't seem like they were. All of them except uh, Wolfgang, because he's captured. Okay. Yeah. It was just Wolfgang. Well, I, I mean, I knew he wasn't there, but... I guess I, who was I thinking? I was thinking um, one of the other ones wasn't there either, but no, you're right. He probably was. Caffius, was Caffius there? Yep, he was driving the van. Okay. Yeah, he was with um, uh, the group that kidnapped Jonas. Okay. Yeah, and that, like, how the fuck did they know where Jonas was? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's the thing. This is the thing that's kind of like, I guess we have to assume that Nomi was able to track them down because not only are they able to they're basically waiting outside of Jonas's apartment because I think Will knew that Jonas was not going to go along with this. So they're right. like, gotta kidnap him. And 
we also like it must have been Nomi helping him get into the BPO headquarters or whatever in London so that he could actually kidnap Whispers and hide in that room without him realizing that he was not visiting, but he was actually there because, you know, he's like the camera's off. No one's behind that. So like, did they go in and like kick ass and we just didn't get to see that either? I don't know. (laughs) That's what I mean. It just seems like there is so much that had to happen for that to work out the way that it did. Yeah. And you don't see any of it. Like it's just, you just see it working out at the very end after Will says, Oh, I have an idea, but we're going to need blockers. And then in the next scene, they've kidnapped whispers and Jonas. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't even on the same continent in the last scene. What happened? No, episode 11 was like jam-packed of basically all of the major plot points of the series. And I'm like, what is happening? Because we also have, I think, in episode 11, the whole like Junki and Sun Yes. You know, thing that finally goes down. What it starts off with is with um, Sun being at that um event that Junki was throwing and nearly killing him and then not killing him which was disappointing for me I, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew like the first time I watched this like there's no way she's actually or like that her cluster even if she wanted to despite the fact that you know Wolfgang has murdered several people right and no one kind of batted an eye um <laughs> I don't I had a feeling that people wouldn't really let Sun do that Uh, As soon as they showed, like, Sun remembering her mother asking her to take care of her brother, I was like, ah, fuck, she's not going to kill him now. (laughs) Well, and and even, I think even more than the mother, I think it was that older woman, the older prisoner, too, that was like, yeah, don't lose that baby bird heart of yours or whatever. Right, yeah. (laughs) Which, like, that woman, like, I will say again, that relationship is adorable. Love mm-hmm. that they broke out. I, and she saved her from being strangled to death. Yeah, so like literally she killed a guard to save her life. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, I have a life. What can they do to me? And Sun's like, well, you can stay or you can run with me. And <laughs> so it's nice that she gets out too and has a couple, she you know, to, cigarettes at least. It's the taste freedom a little bit, you know, before going back. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like, yeah, so much happened. Oh, my God. But yeah, the, the the thing that you were like, oh, I can't believe Sun was in prison for the entire first season. Like, she better not be there for season two. And I'm like, don't you worry. She's going to be out real quick. <laughs> right the hell out of there. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, not until the second episode, but... Oh, I'm looking back at my notes from the first episode of the season or, or up for this podcast. And it's like, oh, Lita attends or Lita attends a movie premiere and Capius has a new love reporter interest, new love interest. It's like, oh, they're so innocent and young back then. <laughs> they <laughs> really were. <laughs> yeah. I. How do you feel about uh, Capius developing a love interest in this? The love interest aspect I like. I don't know how I feel about him running for a political office. Yeah. It's kind but, of like, I mean, I can understand why. It does seem like slightly out of nowhere. But I guess he's become sort of the hero of the area. And... But I feel like there are ways that he could have helped out his area that didn't involve, like, is he, like, actually running for president? <laughs> I'm not sure. It kinda, that kind of gave me the, the impression that maybe yes. Yeah, but at least some sort of elected office, yeah. Like somebody, like his friend at one point says, like, when you're president, you don't forget about us. And I wasn't sure if he was joking, like implying that he would climb the ranks, would become president one day, or if the position he's running for is actually for president. 
I, it seemed to be unclear. <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely sure. But um, but I don't know. I I Zaki is the woman who he develops um, a relationship with, and yeah. I I like her. I think she's she's she fun, and she you know has a good head on her shoulders. She's a journalist. Yeah. Trying to she's, expose the truth. <laughs> yeah, and she's kind of like from the other side of the society there. She's from the wealthy yeah. side of the, the country that he's living in. Um, and so it shows this, you know, huge gap between, you know, the rich and the poor, like, so much when they when they go back. Like, he's never even seen, like, a ref- or never been around a refrigerator or, like, a coffee machine, like, when he's in her apartment yeah. and is like, making a cappuccino <laughs> and he's like this is magic <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i thought that was that was a good way to do that and i like her zakia did you say her name was yeah yeah she she seems nice i like her but i'm not on board with him becoming president of yeah. kenya is it mm-hmm. is that where he's living yeah yeah I, it's kind of interesting to me the only reason i asked how you felt about that is because like in the f- first season we had some pretty quick pairing offs of people and we like Nomi already had Amanita but pretty quickly we have Will and Riley pairing off like we know something's gonna happen with Wolfgang and Kala which does yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so it's kind of like oh a couple of them like are on their own still and like that's okay but even you know Sun's developing something here with Detective Moon yeah well if he survives (laughs) right yeah if he he's in critical condition yeah but Uh, i don't know it's just kind of like does everyone need to pair off but i guess okay well you know it's a tv show right (laughs) i think the answer to that is yes i guess so (laughs) that's what the viewers want jamie that's true that's true but um i mean it's nice that they're not just all pairing up within the cluster (laughs) well yeah that'd be too much i think (laughs) only half of them you know not all of them (laughs) although it's kind of interesting that like although they're not in the same cluster we learned that Lido and raul who was from uh the first cluster that um angelica birthed yeah had like romantic liaisons Yes. <laughs> Must be like it had to have been before Lido was like rebirthed as yeah. a son because he didn't, you know, know anything about that when they were originally hooking up. Right. And I'm not sure if it's clear that Raul was even like had even been birthed at that point, but had he like was Raul sense eight, I guess is what I was not sure about because or if they were just killing him because he was a journalist and was trying to get too involved. Oh, no, he was Sensei, for sure. He was? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was... Um, you see him walking in the woods when Angelica, like, burrs the fir- her first cluster and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Little details like that you don't get on the first watch through because true. there's so much else going on. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Yeah. Especially if that's, like, the first time you're seeing that person. You know, it doesn't... You don't make the connection until you rewatch it, I think. <laughs> true, true. That's why I have you here. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of, are there any like lingering threads from this that that you're still confused about? I can try to help clarify um, for you and the viewers. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah. I think maybe as we're discussing it, it might come up more. There wasn't anything like overtly that I had questions about, but other than like, how the fuck did they all end up where they needed to be? (laughs) (laughs) That one is still unclear. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, 
Yeah, because they're all in London. Because as they're driving away, we see the building that he was with Whispers talking about right. the vertical lines or whatever. And that was where we were like supposed to assume Whispers was probably still in London. So that's why they went there. And probably Jonas was there too. Yeah. Um, I guess Kala didn't go to Paris. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, like, are we supposed to assume that her husband is, like, corrupt or something? So, with Rajan, that's the thing that's kind of, like, I forgot that all of this happened in this season with him. Yeah. Because at first, we have a couple different levels of corruption with Rajan. We do. <laughs> because at first, Kala finds out that they're essentially shipping, like, expired or outdated drugs, including drugs for, you know, AIDS, presumably, or HIV, yeah. which... He's like, oh, who cares? It's going to Africa. Like, we don't know anyone there. And Kala's kind of like, right. oh, what? And, and of course, Kafias is like standing there in the room with her. <laughs> right. And so so that thing was going on. Of course, he's like, we all do. Like, every pharmaceutical company does that, which I, I do not doubt at all. I know. I'm sure that is very true. <laughs> but he does like, you know, after she gets vis- like physically, er, uh, visibly is the word I want, upset, he does say, like, afterwards that he's changed that and Which, they'll do things differently. Are we supposed to believe that? Or is he just I saying don't know. To, like, pacify Kala? <laughs> I don't know. I would like to think that he actually will since he's running the company now, I assume, but... And I can't decide if I like him or not. Like, if he's <laughs> actually trying to be a good person or if he's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, there's, like, with his friend, is his name Ajay or something? The, yeah. the guy who, you know, keeps flirting incessantly with Kala. And <laughs> no, I don't understand how Rajan is, like, fine with his friend flirting with his wife constantly. But <laughs> Well, then I think we're to assume that Ajay has something to do with, like, politics. And we learn that Rajan has been an informant for the police or something. Right, a political corruption investigation. Yeah, so I'm assuming he was just staying close to that guy in order to get you know, intel. And then he yeah. must have found out, which is why he's like concerned that there was like a bomb or something in the present. Right. Well, and even the present itself is a threat. I don't know if you got that. Oh, no. Cause he sends a, a statue of the God that she worships the most. And yeah. it says something like careful. You don't know how fragile things are or something. Oh yeah. Like be careful. This is like very fragile or something. Yeah, and I think that's meant to be. And he said, "Make sure you open this in Rajan's presence as well." Yeah, and the you know, since he's not a believer, that would have nothing to do with him. But the message right. of being like, "I can, I can, you know, basically destroy your family if I need to." Right. Be careful. So, so it kind of seems like maybe Rajan is on the right side of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's unclear what this actually is, right. um, and whether or not. He is actually on the correct side. <laughs> right. And it seems that like, you know, right before they have the conversation where he's like, you need to go to Paris now. Yeah. Um, you know, Kala is like on the verge of, I think, revealing everything to him and possibly just like breaking off the marriage, it seems. Right. Uh, so we don't really know what like her feelings are towards him now either. Which yeah. is like tale as old as time. That's how she's been the entire marriage. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I will say that we will see more information about that in the last episode. Okay. All right. That Um, kind of ties up that a little bit. Yeah. So. Oh, oh my gosh. The way, like, the filming of when Wolfgang is tortured is 
horrible. Like, what the hell are they doing to him that's making him bleed out his mouth like that? <laughs> I know, they're just, like, shocking him incessantly, which I guess is somehow triggering internal bleeding. I, I know. know. Like, holy shit. I mean, those... I guess not care if he lives or dies, really, but... Yeah, those scenes are, like... Really, it, it's amazing what they did with that scene. Pretty much any time they're in, like, physical danger. Like, that scene and the scene when Sun's being strangled. Yeah. And they kind of flash through all of the different sensate, you know, the members of the cluster just, like, in that position. Yeah. It's so, like, obviously it's horrible, but, like, cinematographically or cinema, is that the word? It's yeah. so good. It you is. know? Because it's, like, yeah. oh, they're all feeling that. And it, gives, it really, like, reinforces the idea that, like, when a member of your cluster dies, you feel their death. Same right. thing, like, w- when they're in pain, you feel all of that as well. Yeah. Which was oh. just so cool. But... Definitely, like, shows how much work went into filming this. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> like, having to reshoot the same scene, like, eight times with eight different people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's so cool. And it, it's kind of, like, the thing that is a bit confusing about the way... Like, we know that there's something with, like, the headgear that allows them to, like, tap into the Sicilium in order to trace people. Right. But it's kind of weird because, like, I mean, I guess it might make sense knowing where things go. But, like, we were told that, like, unless you're part of the cluster, you can't use the person. Right. If that makes sense. Um, but I guess now that may make more sense in the last once you see the last episode, but it's kind of oh, weird yeah. that like, he's yeah. able to like go into Kala's body, for example, and look at her passport to be like, or her ticket to be like, ah, okay. Kala Russell. Now you know who you're, you know, one of your cluster members are. I know. He should have looked at where she was going. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> probably would have tipped him off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. We also know that like, another strange thing is that, Visiting, we know, is a thing, but then this whole saga with Leela. Yes, like, who the fuck is she? <laughs> right. She's, like, another sensei who, you know, catches eye with um, Wolfgang. But, and even Wolfgang seems very surprised by the whole fact that, like, and I guess she says maybe it's because of the, or they say maybe it's because of the proximity they are physically. But, like, yeah. they actually feel each other, mostly groping each other. I know. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much all they do they either are groping or they're trying to kill each other yeah exactly one or the other um one of the other yeah but it kind of shows that like apparently you can have physical sensation with someone who's not in your cluster yeah i don't know must be kind of strange but uh i don't her whole deal like yeah. i don't understand what her angle is but most of Wolfgang's like story just confuses me like I get he's in like the German mafia but <laughs> beyond that like motivations and like what they're doing is just just confuses me but she clearly is in with whispers and doesn't have any problem selling out a sensate to him when it pleases her <laughs> right and I think part of the thing with Leela and she says this when she asks him to take the like to become king of Berlin or whatever. She says that like one of the things she wants is basically like a haven for a sensei, like um, a city where only sensei live. Right. Um, And so I think like as soon as she realizes that he doesn't want any part of owning Berlin because you can't, he basically says like this city can't be owned. 
Um, right. You know, she kind of is like, well, fuck you then. And I don't see how her goal is even realistic because, like, yeah. how would you convince Ollie Sunset to move to air, like, number one? Because you would be exposing yourself to anybody, like, right. whispering wanted to hurt you <laughs> right i feel like i don't like and how are you going to kick out everybody who lives in berlin who's not sensei like <laughs> right it's no. it seems a very unrealistic goal on her part right well i think that's why wolfgang's like what um <laughs> and she just you know is insistent but it's kind of cool to be able to see like another cluster though yeah you know Clearly, like, not all clusters are filled with good people. I wonder if your cluster, like, if you're born into a cluster with people who are just, like, innately bad. Seems kind of where Leela is coming from. <laughs> Could be, yeah. I'm not sure. <clears throat> but we really only see, like, one, or we see all of her cluster, but we only really get an interaction from, like, the the one guy who's, like, talking to her. Yeah. You know, who clearly, like, has a thing for Wolfgang as well, as he's, like, rubbing up all on him and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's a good question i don't know as we were saying last time with um are some clusters an eight and some clusters are like a two i don't know are some <laughs> clusters all good and some clusters all bad hey it's supposed to give you like you everybody is like different enough so you're like really well-rounded but it seems like everybody in our cluster like the primary cluster is they try to be good you know like sure wolfgang kills people and son yeah. kills but it's like you know righteously <laughs> right or in self-defense whereas it seems like maybe leela leela's cluster is more about like power and takeover kind it's, of thing. it seems that way yeah <laughs> so perhaps clusters are born based on like you know what their overall life goals are like sims you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> could be perhaps Just together in their in their astrological life goals <laughs> <laughs> all right um Let's go through the the different sensei and see how they did during this season and if we have any comments on like the individual people. Okay. All right. We kind of did Kafius and um, yes. Sun and Kala a little bit already. <laughs> yeah, Kafius. I like um I like that he you know just it's cool that there are moments in this season when a number of people f connect with other sensate finally, because at first it seemed kind of crazy and out of the blue when Wolfgang connected with Leela. And we were yeah. kind of all like, what? <laughs> um, because Jonas, at least, like obviously he was outside of the cluster, but he had a connection to them in some way through Angelica. Mm -hmm. And he also spent a lot of time at the beginning, like making sure he made eye contact with all of them. Right, yeah. But it's kind of interesting. And of course, this would be the case when, you know, Caffius is out giving his speech and like looking throughout the crowd. We found out later that he like connected to four sensei or five or something because yeah, he kind of like wakes up and he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's got to gotta be true that like, you know, pretty much from that point on, you never really like, do you hesitate to look people in the eye or I wonder if you like are wearing sunglasses, if that like would block the connection, like oh, you maybe. would. If you're like shielding your eyes somehow. Yeah, like because you might be able to see somebody's eyes, but if they couldn't see yours, like. Oh. It that could be. That would be one solution, <laughs> and we also know that everyone seems to know about blockers except for our cluster, because like you know they're <laughs> like, 
<laughs> they're like you went out there you gave a speech without wearing without any blockers are you insane <laughs> well i mean where's coffee is going to get blockers from <laughs> that's the thing well and i think it kind of makes me wonder if like because everyone knows about blockers except that cluster and i right. wonder if that's because like angelica died so quickly after being after birthing them that she didn't get a chance to be like so you guys are sensate now some people are trying to kill you there are things called blockers you might want to take them um <laughs> whereas like what's that you didn't get to give them the whole like birthing skill <laughs> right so maybe like the other people have their like cluster mother or cluster father to be like you know giving them the rundown maybe but now our sensates have blockers but yeah. Jonas wasn't really much help either because, you know, thanks to Will, he gets captured immediately. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, perhaps he would have told him. Although I don't think I trust Jonas, honestly. Like, and I felt that way right from the beginning that he didn't seem like somebody who was ultimately going to be a good person. So. Yeah. And. Right. And we even have Ursa, um, the Icelandic woman who was like, Jonas Maliki, stay away from him. Yeah. You know, um, and he said basically that he was helping Whispers hunt. Which he is, admittedly. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's able to, like, go back to living a pretty normal lifestyle after he starts helping Whispers yep. in BPO. So we'll see what happens with Jonas in the last episode. But For real? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My current... Um, belief is that he is going to turn out to not be a good person. <laughs> Fair. I don't think he's going to um, redeem himself in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. TBD. TBD. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Will a little bit. Okay. Lots of things happened to, to Will here. Yeah. Um, the most, of course, uh, the best thing that happens is that he is able to finally, well, in the first half of season two, he's able to uh, basically catch Whispers off guard finally, which forces Whispers into hiding, and he's able to like get off the drugs and um, live a semi-normal life for like two days. Yeah. <laughs> but we do see, and I think this is pretty predictable, but like the fact that they have been shooting him up for a year, basically, yeah. <laughs> you know, does come back to haunt him as like you know after his father's death, he like goes straight to drugs and which almost kills Caffius, but so the person that whispers was like we're led to believe is um like whispers boss i guess um like then he ends up getting shot like whispers kills the boss (laughs) the boss man like who who the hell is he (laughs) who the boss man yeah just like some other random dude who like works for BPO, but who's like on the Sensate side. <laughs> it seems to be, yeah. This is the guy that the guy, same guy that was killed at the museum, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That I guess it, yeah, because he says basically he that begin with. he what? He's the one who gives Will the blockers like to begin yeah. with before they make their own. Yeah, because I think he says something like he he wants to help or he's. He and a couple others are trying to get BPO back to what it used to be under Ruth Al Sadawi's, you know, original plan, which was right. to, I guess, protect Sensate. I don't know exactly, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess he was ultimately good, <laughs> and then is killed. But then there's also that woman who was good, and and told her about 
more and told Riley more about Ruth El Sadawi and then was killed as well, <laughs> or killed herself. I don't know. Yeah, which was also left kind of. There's a lot of things that are just like you see that they happen, but there's not a lot of like lead up or explanation as to like why did she kill herself afterwards? Was she forced to? Did like uh, whispers take over her body and you know force her to kill herself, or did she just choose to do it? And if so, why? <laughs> right. And we we do learn a little more. Like, in in this in this season so far, we have learned about what is being called the drone program a little bit. Um, yeah. So the drone program was sort of mentioned in I think it was early on, um, but we we see a little bit like people. For example, in last season, we saw one of the guys from. Uh, Whisper's cluster being taken over by him in order to kill or try to kill Nomi and Amanita and he ultimately kills that um, uh, doctor. You know? Yes. So I thought that was Whisper's doing that. It was, yeah. And so he's kind of controlling that guy. He controlled that guy. Um, and so it and kind he, of, yeah. He's all, like, Whisper's also is responsible for the, like, mass shooting that's mentioned in the scene. Right. Yeah. And so we see that somehow he's starting to be able to, like, control people. Random people. Right. Doesn't even seem like they have to be sensate. Like, I think they do. do that's, they? Not, that's not made explicit. But, for example, the guy who shot up the... Was it in New York? Who shot up the Peace Talk yeah. or whatever was part of Angelica's cluster. Her birth cluster, you know? Yeah. The poor guy that was, like, very religious and hated himself. Maybe like we're just supposed to assume that the the person that whispers takes over in the first season to kill that doctor was also sensei, and we just didn't know it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they hadn't made up their mind yet when they were filming how they were going to go. <laughs> I think it might have been <laughs> mentioned that um, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. We'll wait till the next episode or the next <laughs> thing to talk about things, so I don't spoil anything. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So there's something going on with control, which we'll see a little more of in the last. Which, so. It kind it kind of gives you the impression that like that it might be the, his ultimate goal somehow, and like maybe the reason he's experimenting and capturing all these sense eight and experimenting on them is to like learn how to control them in right. that way. Um, that's also not made clear yet. Right. It's also like, in order to do that, can the you have to? I don't understand if like. Did the sensei that he captures have to be dead or just like lobotomized? I don't know. Because <laughs> with Will, he's kind of like, oh, even in the very last episode before Will beats the shit out of him, he's like, yes, I could say that I would make a deal with you, but we both know that would be a lie. And right. I can't wait to watch you feel, you know, Riley die or whatever. Right. So it's kind of like, like, is he just going to outright kill her for vengeance or like what? <laughs> Like, yeah, like you just said that Will was making him jump through all these hoops to catch his cluster or something. Yeah, maybe. But also made unclear. <laughs> yeah, true. But, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like, there are a couple other interesting things that happens. I'm thinking of, like, with Will, like, when Riley goes to Chicago and Will's dad is dying. Yes. Ultimately, Will's dad can see Will. That's also bizarre yes <laughs> so, it's so strange to be like like anyone else in the room could see will no yeah it could 
So is that a thing where I wonder if like, as you get close to death, you, cause you know how some people sometimes will like people who are dying, they'll like look off in a corner and be like, Oh, you know, uncle Terry's here to get me or whatever. Uncle Terry. <laughs> I wonder. He's here to get me. <laughs> I wonder if that's kind of a thing where like they are open to like for some, maybe somehow they like tap into that Sicilium or whatever briefly and maybe that's like a hint at the fact that humans are sort of like um, a branch of sensate that evolved to no longer be able to tap right. into Sicilium. And, you know, that's actually supported by the fact that Will can see Sarah before he is actually birthed as a sensate because kids right. are always supposed to be like more open to things like that. You know, kids can see ghosts or what are claimed to be able to see ghosts a lot more than adults because they're like more opened in their mind to that kind of stuff. That's true. Yeah. That, that actually supports that theory. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> it is really sad though. Like mm, poor Will, even yeah. though his dad was kind of like, I don't know how I really felt about his dad, but I <laughs> it seemed like he was a great parent, but it was still his father, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Will didn't hate him or anything. No, no. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like Will's storyline, it's like, both the most important and also the least interesting because he doesn't have any backstory like like his backstory or side story is all just to do with this but like you know Kafias and Kala and Sun they all have like these very detailed like lives that they're living separate from being a sensate Lido um, even know me to some extent but yeah. most like Will and Riley, their lives outside of being a sensei also just revolve around being a sensei. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, part of that, you know, I guess Riley had her whole like DJ career, but that had to come to an end real soon. Yeah. And now she's just like, you know, helping Will. <laughs> right. I know that that's the thing. Like they're pretty much tied up this entire season just with like keeping whispers away from Will. Yeah. <laughs> That was their whole job this season. <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe we would have seen them do more in season three had it come to fruition. But Maybe, yeah, maybe we would have like, learned more about them and what they like to do outside of being sensates. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I guess it has to be. has to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I think Leto's my favorite. Aww. Yeah, I just love him. He's so dramatic. Oh man, Lido would like go. I'm really curious, and like I don't. I we talked about this briefly last time when we, there was mention of a morals clause in the lease. Yeah, and Lido got kicked out, but we learned that there's also a morals clause in his act in his acting contract or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, like, I don't know. Okay. I feel like this isn't something they would just make up, but no. Like the more I, I read, or not, I didn't read anything about it, but the more I watched the show the more it seems like yeah probably this is just a really shitty situation that a lot of people in like mexico are in <laughs> yeah so that's unfortunate so it's kind of yeah it's it's unfortunate to have him go through all of that stuff and then you know i mean obviously luckily it does work out for him thanks mostly to danny and son and going to pride in sao paulo but yeah <laughs> Seems like they could just move to Hollywood now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, all of them were suddenly going to be in the U.S. I don't know. But... Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I wish that he had, would have proposed to Hernando at the Pride Parade. I kind of thought he was going to. <laughs> I know, but... yeah. 
We'll have to see if what, what's going to happen because Hernando found him bleeding on the floor. Well, you know. he, he let him go to London, so... <laughs> he did, yeah. But I wonder if he told him or not because he is there they were both like call the call the ambulance and he's like no oh, i can't <laughs> out of your mind yeah, yeah. Well, I, guess, I bet you already know the answer to that question i don't know do i well you should you've seen tbd <laughs> i don't imagine it was such a small thing that you would have forgotten it <laughs> but um but yeah that would have been cute we do have a proposal though a double proposal it was a very cute proposal between Amanita and Nomi. Yeah, another thing that happened in the last in episode eleven. I know. I feel like everything important happened in the very last. Episode. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's cute though that they both had it planned, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, they definitely stole that from a viral video that probably would have been circulating right around this time, where like two girls both like proposed to each other somewhere. I oh, say really? It may have been in Paris or. Spain or someplace they were on vacation and they both like proposed to each other at the same time and it was really adorable so it was definitely probably based on that oh I see probably (laughs) true then but still cute (laughs) and now they can kind of you know live somewhat freely freely because Nomi is cyber dead or whatever yeah are we supposed to like assume that bug is just friends with like the anonymous <laughs> I, th- I think so well i think and yeah he's has based seems to have connections with anonymous yeah yeah which i mean hey why I, mean, not? I mean i guess he seems like he's in with all of these people so <laughs> yeah i also like that the the anonymous person was like how many languages do you speak you know, and, yeah. and then he was basically like, "Yeah, we know you're sensate." Bye. That's kind of cool, but um, I Bug is so such a good character in these. He is, yeah. He's I wasn't adorable. sure I wanted to trust him at the beginning, but he definitely proved his worth. Oh my god! And when they're in the in the movie theater meeting anonymous and Lido's film comes on and he finds out that he's part of the cluster yeah <laughs> when he says something like Lido uh, Rodriguez is one of the voices in your head yeah <laughs> and it's so cute that he's like saying such good things and Lido's just kind of heartwarmed yeah <laughs> which is good because he was feeling pretty down about himself but oh I know he was but also in like a kind of dramatic and funny way that's, yeah, he's always dramatic, and I like how the, they kind of, <laughs> even Amanita's aware now, she's like, oh, Lido's back? What's he doing now? <laughs> uh, and I love I love the way Danny's just able to, like, talk her way into getting him an interview with yes. somebody else. <laughs> yeah, said it for 58 minutes. That's the longest it's ever took. And she gets to work. <laughs> I also oh. like when they they meet up with like the guy who's going to be playing Lido's love interest after he gets the part and like both yeah. Hernando and Danny like get on really well with him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Although that entire party in Hollywood, I was like, this seems, it kind of reminded me of, um, there's another Netflix original, I think it's called Hollywood, that kind of talks up parts of the the way in which Hollywood, especially back in like the 50s or 40s or whatever it was set, um, there was there were a lot of agents who sort of like preyed on young men uh, in order for them to get their parts, and I kind of just felt like Lita was being preyed on a little bit 
but by the like producer guy yes like this is too much (laughs) yeah like calm down guy calm down as he's like stripping him in public like (laughs) well okay but what the hell was Lido doing wearing like a thong with a dick hammock in it (laughs) (laughs) i guess it must be comfortable i don't know but uh we see later comfortable <laughs> i know we see later when he has sex with hernando on the beach that he's also wearing they're both wanna... wearing like matching thong dick hammocks maybe it's to reduce you know panty line or whatever visible panty line <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> i don't feel like men's clothing is typically tight enough to cause an underwear line though i don't know maybe yeah i don't remember what he was wearing at all but snug fitted jeans or anything <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're comfortable. I've not tried them. Well, maybe you should. Maybe after this, yes. Maybe that's what I'll get you for your birthday present. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Moving along. Moving along. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who else haven't we talked about yet? We haven't talked about Puck yet. Oh, well, I don't like that. (laughs) Puck. A scummy dirtbag. Yes. He is. He's one of the... We find out that he is also sensate. Yeah. And um, clearly has an infatuation with Riley as he, like, does his hair to look exactly like hers after yeah, he meets her. <laughs> and also, that's another thing that's not logical in a way. Because we do see when Riley meets up with him, uh, or visits him at one point, that he's traveling. And he's in some other country because he's speaking a different language to order fruit or something. Right. But... How and why did he get to Korea in order to save Sun? Right? Like, how did he know he was going to need to be there? How did anybody know that he was going to need to be there? And, like, we know he's connected to, like, 350-something sensei. So are we to assume that, like, that they somehow, like, found out Sun was sensei and then... I'm guessing maybe he did some like research through his connections into like trying to figure out who else is in like Riley's cluster and like figure finds out that Sun is both in it and is in like a dangerous situation where he might be able to rescue her and come across as like the hero to Riley. Right, must be. And then he just like was you know following them a bit to see when he could roll in on his motorbike. I guess, yeah, just keeping his distance until he could swoop in and be the hero. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that was weird. See, there's a lot of things like that that just, like, there's a missing connection between, like, how they happened. (laughs) Right. How did he get, you know, how did he know he would need to get from point A to point B kind of thing? Well, that's something they could even do. They didn't even, like, give a nod to it. They could easily do that in, like, one sentence with him being, like, you know, I have my connections or something, but they don't even like speak about it. There's <laughs> oh, some person whose son's never met before shows up on a motorbike and Riley's like, yeah, go with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go. So that was weird. Yeah, it was weird. But then, you know, Puck is put on ice or whatever, because <laughs> I think that's like why I found this season to be almost more confusing than season one is because season one, was like more detailed and and made more connections like that. Whereas this one almost felt like it was jumping forward too quickly sometimes, you know, like yeah. get months and stuff at a time because or weeks or days. And it's like, how did, how, why did this happen? <laughs> right. I agree. It's kind of, yeah. 
It's true. It felt less cohesive than season one to me. Yeah. Maybe that's because the actor for Caffius is gone. (laughs) Maybe. But we agreed that the new Caffius is great. (laughs) Oh, speak. Fills the role. He does. He does. Speaking of, we do see a little more with uh, Kabaka and um, Caffius's mom. Yes. Whose name I'm sure we hear, but I don't remember. I don't remember her name either. I just always wrote down Caffius's mum. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Which is cute. He wants to like marry her. <laughs> it is cute. And we find out that like he also has the virus. So like that's not a, de- yeah. a big deal. And it is, yeah. <laughs> They're kind of trying to have like family dinners and stuff. Which yeah. is with Caffius acting like the rebellious and like unaccepting teenager. I don't want my mom to date anybody new. Right. <laughs> I like I really love that that when he first sleeps with Zakia, they both make it home around the same time from their like, you know, walk of shame. <laughs> They're like, oh, it looks like we both spent the night someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of funny that you know, they ultimately make light of the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. What else happens? Nomi's sister's wedding. Oh, yeah, Tegan. Tegan's wedding. Which, which was good. It was, yeah. Um, the dad redeems himself ever so slightly. Ever so slightly, yes. <laughs> but the father does just a little bit. No, the mother's 100% awful. Yeah. Still um, calling uh, Nomi Michael and using he, yeah. him. Yep. <sighs> Misjudging him, using the wrong pronouns, and dead naming um no me all at once yeah <laughs> the but, same sentence. but as you say at least her dad says like get your hands off my daughter oh and i love that tegan just doesn't care either about the whole like situation no. she's like all right let's get married again bye all right let's get married whoops yeah <laughs> my current attitude <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> I, I promise that no police will show up at your wedding I mean, just don't, like, commit any crimes before you come to officiate it. (laughs) I'll try not to. (laughs) Oh, man. I think that might be pretty much... I think that's all the major plot points, you know. tortured and tortured, and they've kidnapped both Jonas and Whispers somehow, magically, at the end of the season. So we're kind of left with that cliffhanger of the seven... Having, you know, Whispers and Jonas in captivity and are probably going to attempt to rescue, use them to rescue Wolfgang. Yeah. We'll see. So that's kind of leave us off. <laughs> yeah. It's, we also, I guess, like, we, there's one other sensate that was, like, introduced, but that we don't know about and seems kind of mysterious, which is that woman with the, like, vine tattoo on her head. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the random Irish guy. Yeah, Mr. I- Old Man Hoy or something. I can't yeah, remember. I loved him. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> when they're like, I'm not about to be out trusted by a DJ from Iceland with the col- hair the color of a Smurf. <laughs> yeah. And oh, my God, his house or mansion, castle, I don't know. It might be a castle. It's amazing. And he's um, like, northern scotland somewhere so there's probably a lot of empty castles around up there yeah no he's great and i love that um he does have like all of the, these connections to all of these um 
different sensate through his archipelago or whatever. And yeah, kind of he might be better connected than even um, the sleazeball is. Yeah. What's his name? Puck. Puck. Yeah. <laughs> so the sleazeball. <laughs> I think that's just how I referred to him in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of interesting because during the scene where we see everyone like from the archipelago speaking to someone else, to one of their connections to get the answer for them, he we do see that there's like a set of twins together yeah. that are both apparently in the same cluster, I guess. It seemed that way, yeah. So it's kind of interesting that um, we know that sometimes twins are born into a cluster or born sensei. But then when we're talking, when they were talking about Ruth Al Sadawi, we learned that she had a twin sister who was sensei, right. but she was not. Right. I wonder if that has something to do with like fraternal, maternal, or not maternal, identical versus like, fraternal. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too, because I think the ones that we see are there; they look identical. Yeah. You know, so maybe like Ruth was not like an identical twin; it was just a fraternal twin. Could be. That's interesting. I don't know if that's something that we'll learn the answer to or not Probably also not. like how would you feel though if like the rest of your cluster were like all of these like interesting people you never met but then like one of them was your twin i guess it depends on how i felt about the twin <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> i mean yeah i guess it could be cool but i don't know i feel like you'd already have a connection to your twin and then you'd be like oh now you can also read my thoughts and feel all of my emotions okay well maybe it would make it easier like if you already had a connection with the, your twin and you know so then it's True. like less of a step to let them in completely <laughs> than a complete stranger <laughs> true that's true yeah you could also verify that you're not going crazy because you could be like that's wait true. did you see him too <laughs> <laughs> that's true too they don't have a twin so Same. i don't really know how that would be <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. He's great, old man Hoy. He is. I loved him. <laughs> I like when they first make uh, contact and he's like up on the stage and he, I can't remember what he says exactly, but something like, oh shit, and then like <laughs> takes off. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Oh, and then like the old woman who was the wife of someone from his cluster who's like basically taking care of him. And she's like, oh, is that one of your invisible friends? Invite them for tea or whatever. That that reminds me, um, like the whole uh, co like r not rally, but like concert that um, Riley has. Mm -hmm. Like, what was the end game with that? Like, just to try and make a few more connections. I think so because they kind of decided that they need to connect to a bunch of people in order to like band together to take down the organization. I guess. Okay. And so yeah, she was trying to make connections, of which she made two. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know I wasn't sure if that was it. Like that was like the whole end game was just to to try and make a few more connections, kind of thing. Okay, I guess it must have been, yeah, or maybe, yeah, part maybe partly that had been clear to anybody, like as a sensate going there, that that was like what you know what they yeah. wanted out of it. But maybe they didn't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Or maybe yeah. they were just trying to really like stick it to bpo to be like yeah we can do things out in the open and then escape from you haha -ha. yeah well yeah because they clearly knew they were going to have to escape with like the whole escape plan setup that they had yeah <laughs> they knew that was going to be necessary <clears throat> so maybe it was just like partly to stick it to whispers maybe <laughs> <laughs> i did like that in this that we kind of learn why he's called whispers because they say something about like 
whenever you have like super negative thoughts or things like that, yeah. um, that voice that's telling you to do these negative, these terrible things is never a, a shout. It's a whisper. Like a whisper, yeah. I like that some people call him the cannibal too. Yeah. Supposedly he killed his whole cluster, so. Right. We still have no motivation for, still don't know why whispers is the way that he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that is that cleared up more in the last episode? Uh yeah, there's a little clarity uh, in the last episode. I will I will wait until I watch. I will wait because <laughs> I have no other choice. I suppose I could force you to tell me right now, but I probably won't. That'd be less exciting. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well. Cool. I think that's pretty much it. I think that's pretty much it too. So we have lots of loose ends that need to be tied up for for next time. And for our listeners, there's a pretty good chance that our next episode will be the series finale of Sense8, because I don't see us stopping unless you request it loudly. True. Um, <laughs> so if you're sick of us talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we sign off, did you, ha- did you have any quotes you wanted to share? Oh, yes, I do have some. Um, let's see, I've got one, two, three, four. Four, five, six, seven, Damn. eight, nine, ten quotes. Well, one. I already said the one about the old Irish man about the Smurf hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> uh, when at the very beginning, when Felix says, "I'm afraid I've bec- I'm becoming accustomed to a certain lifestyle. You might have to keep murdering gangsters for me." <laughs> I love. I still love Felix and Wolfgang's relationship. It's fun. Yeah, it really is. Although I have to ask, like. Is Wolfgang, are they like never, are they ever not at a club? It like, doesn't seem like that. I feel like up until he's captured, every other scene we have of him is like dancing in a club, but. Yeah, that seems to be his preferred lifestyle. <laughs> um, I'll read a quote from the first episode, or I guess episode two, technically. Um, when Nomi says, uh, labels are the opposite of understanding. So, um, also from episode two, when Jonah says, we forget so much more than we remember. Ooh. True, true. It is. Um, this is a somewhat negative one. I can't remember who said it, but um, maybe it was Sun who said, now life is uh, life is a big trap made of little traps, and if you listen hard, you can hear them snap shut. Yeah, it, that sounds like something Sun would say. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, when, oh, man, what the hell? What was Kathy? I just wrote down reporter. What was her name? Zakia. Yeah, Zakia. She says, I fall in love with a person, not their genitals. Oh, I love that too. Yeah. yeah. I like um, when uh, Nomi tells Amanita that Sun's about to get killed or something. And she says, she thinks they're going to kill her. And Amanita's like, the hell they are. And like, it's really, I just love how much she loves the cluster already. Yeah. <laughs> Like after Riley's first like encounter with Puck as a sensate, she says, I think I just picked up the equivalent of a sensate STD. Yeah, that was one of mine too. <laughs> True though, you know. Um, um, let's see. I forgot who said this. Maybe you remember. They said, um, I know feelings and emotions can overwhelm our logic, but at the same time, logic can ruin the emotions that make life worth living. Oh, I don't remember who said that, but I like it. Um, I liked it when this one I wrote down visitor to Riley. Um, I think it was uh, the woman with like the tattoos. Yeah. Um, I think she's, I think that's who said it. Um, trying to change the world only leads to suffering. All we can do is change ourselves. Yeah. True. And it's kind of curious that um, 
we learn in that that uh, Riley can't visit her, and she doesn't understand right. why. Yeah, so, so it shows that like you can block it without a blocker. Right. <laughs> You just have to learn how. Yeah. Um, this is a bit dark, but uh, I can't remember what was happening, but Kala was talking to someone and they said something about something being natural and how great it was. And she's yeah. like, let us remember that cancer is also natural. So natural in itself is not a virtue. <laughs> oh, I remember. They were talking about Kala having um, a kid with Raja and like how that, oh, that's the most natural thing in the world for a woman to just want oh. to have <laughs> Because that's her role in society. Right. <laughs> Let us remember, cancer is also natural. It doesn't mean it's a good thing. Right. <laughs> because I related very much to that conversation. <laughs> very fair. Um, when Kafia says, nothing, um, nothing good ever happens when people care more about our differences than the things we share in common. Uh, I wrote that one down, too. That was my last one. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I only have two more. Um, when a son's brother says, is my sister the fucking Terminator? Yeah. <laughs> and then when Amanita says, choice is less about what happens than it is about how we deal with it. Nice. Nice. Mm. I liked also that when, we, when Junki is like, they close the gate um, to the parking garage. And yeah. he's like, let me out. And they're like, okay, we will do that just to you know, admit that you set up your sister and killed your father and all this stuff. And he's just, the way that he says, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just kills me. Yeah. Oh, man, I wanted him to die so badly. I mean, he deserved to die. He killed, you know, he tried to kill his sister or have her killed. And he did kill their father. Like, Yeah, he had tried to have some killed twice. Yeah. <laughs> and did kill their father and did embezzle you know millions of dollars from the company and is just a terrible douchebag and yeah and nothing's gonna happen to him because he we know that he has he's tight with one of the um members of government or something one yeah. of the senators or whatever which i think like was will's argument was like oh don't worry you know they were there to arrest him so they know about it but you're right if he's like friends with a high-up politician nothing bad's going to happen to him yeah I did like, oh, it's so sad that D Detective Moon, like, just before she was like out to go <laughs> stab him with that knife, um, <laughs> he shows up to arrest him because, like, you know, he had done his job and uncovered yeah. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's, uh, you know. Maybe he'll survive. Maybe. You don't sound very optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's pretty much most of season two we'll see the fin we'll talk about the finale next time as madison said yeah. um if you do want us to discuss something else before we talk about the finale feel free to reach out uh, on twitter at nno podcast and let us know or you can send us an email at navigating netflix originals at gmail.com very good and none of you have ever done that we're probably just going to <laughs> the series finale next week yeah, and I, I, you know, I know that at least every two weeks or so, there are like almost 200 downloads. So people, you are lit. We know where you're listening or at least downloading episodes. I know you're just downloading them to help us, you know, look good. And then that in which case, thanks. But, but we'd love to hear from you and see what you think. Yes. But yeah, so Absolutely. thanks everyone for listening um, and stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Keep, wear a mask. Keep fighting the good fight. And we'll be back next time. Bye. Bye.